Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I'm thrilled to have you join me as we delve into conversations around optimizing our health, pushing past our fears, pursuing our dreams, and inspiring each other to live a life by design, not by chance. I believe magic happens over coffee and sharing experiences. I've made plans to change careers, move to a new country, organized exciting adventures, and even formed some of my most incredible relationships over coffee. So grab your favorite cuppa, sit back, and enjoy our beautiful chats along with our special guests. You never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friends. I have such a treat for you. It was definitely a treat for me to do this episode. In this episode, I got to interview someone really special and really from a special time in my life too. Francesca Blechner is an amazing, just incredible holistic health and well-being coach with over 20 years experience. We met when early days of me becoming a personal trainer, we were some, we were really one of the few early personal trainers, female personal trainers in London who had our websites going, who were doing our international kettlebell certifications. We were massage therapists and there were a few others as well in that category. But back in the day in 2000, I'd say six, if I had to guess, there just weren't that many. And so it was a really exciting time. And and um, as I moved to Canada, we lost touch a little bit, but thanks goodness for Facebook, we have reconnected. And wow, is the timing ever perfect? Because Francesca's got a beautiful book that she's just published. And I could not be more thrilled for her, but also for everyone that is going to get this book because it is incredible value. It's called Self Care for Life in the City. The title is beautiful. But what's really perfect is that considering the times that we are in, this book even though it's about life being really busy and the hustle and bustle of, of it all, this really is an opportunity to take the practices in this work, in this book, and make them work for you and really take the time to implement them so that when we're out of this, because we will be, that it's not about just going back to the fast pace world, but to come out with like skills that are really going to put our health and well-being first. So in her book, she's got strategies and techniques that really are all about replenishing the mind, body, and soul. I love it because it's very practical. It's about simplicity and it's about reconnecting with yourself, with your community, with your body. It's just, it's, I can't say enough about how much value there is in this book. It's kind of like everything in one place. So this was a fun conversation. We talk a little bit about our experience that we had training a princess. We both got to train the same princess and both traveled to Saudi Arabia to do it. And so it's a fun episode. We start off casually chatting, but listen in closely because there is just value right to the end. One thing I do need to add is that the internet was not our friend on this day. And so you may notice little pauses or little interruptions were in the flow of the conversation, but just kind of hang in past those. It's totally worth it. So friends, sit back, enjoy this episode. Hi, Francesca. Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm so excited to have you on here. Thank you for having me. It's great to uh, connect again after so many years. Oh my goodness. It's, it's amazing to think back to our journey. We met, um, for our listeners, we met at a kettlebell, like an international kettlebell course. And we were both personal trainers at the time. And like, we're just living the life, weren't we? Like high energy, early morning personal training sessions. <laughs> we were just loving it. Yeah, it was. Thinking back to those days, it was uh, yeah, it was amazing. We really connected on the course. There was only a few females on the course, so we kind of all you know, stuck together a little bit. We did. It was amazing to think in those times. They're really like, because this was, we were trying to think of when we did the course. But I'm guessing 2008. We'll have to really like check. I'm not, I can't quite remember, but we were very few, there were very few female personal trainers in London, England at the time. Mm -hmm. And so our websites would come up on page one. So we were really quite busy. And, mm -hmm. um, and also you and I shared an experience that I can't really talk to too many people about it that would fully understand it. And that's that you and I, because we were female, female personal trainers, we were kettlebell instructed and we were also person, we were also, um, 
massage therapists. And so because of that combination, you and I both got to train a princess in Saudi Arabia, the same princess at different times. And we were just talking about how crazy that was that we just got on a flight (laughs) and went to Saudi Arabia where, let's be honest, women can't enter the country just because. (laughs) Like, Mm, mm. yeah it was it was a really an amazing experience actually and um i mean yeah those days training in in london um where like the market wasn't so wasn't so saturated uh with you know in fitness and well-being um was really amazing and that experience going to saudi arabia and um working with the royal family um was really a once in a lifetime opportunity and yeah yeah, it was incredible it was and we both had really beautiful experiences there actually like I have nothing but um, amazing memories from it it was an incredible opportunity and I'm so yeah I think we were so blessed to have that very few people can say they got to do that (laughs) yeah yeah. So yeah, cool. So Francesca, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, we're here to talk, first of all, congratulations on the book, Self-Care for Thank Life you. in the City. It's beyond, beyond exciting. I want to first start a little bit, um, cause we're going to totally delve into the book. We're going to delve into who the book is for and why this time is actually just the most incredible time to get your hands on a copy of this book and what it can really do for you on your for your health, like emotionally, physically, um, all of it. And so we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to get into why um, kind of more the business side of things and why health professionals really need to get their message out there and how they can do that, whether it's through a book or through a course. But first, I just kind of want to take us way back. Like even like when I met you, you were in the hustle and bustle of the personal training. It was, it was just like beautiful, exciting times for us. We had all the energy in the world. It really was, wasn't it? It was so good. But tell me like, what even led you to that? Like what brought you into this health and fitness world to begin with? Yeah. Do you know what? It's always been, for me, my journey's always been quite an organic, um, evolving process. Like when I was at school, college, I knew that I either wanted to be a PE teacher or a personal trainer. Oh my gosh, um, me too. PE teacher. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I did work experience at my old school and I was like, do you know what? No, I don't. Like they don't even <laughs> want to do PE. I've spent most of the class lesson trying to persuade people to get changed. Get changed. Yes. They weren't fit. <laughs> totally. So I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to be a personal trainer. And literally after I left college, I did my diploma in personal training and um, sports therapy, sports massage. Mm -hmm. And then I started working in gyms in 2000. Hang on to, yeah, 2001. I was already working like part-time in in a gym. And then I went to uni. I did my sport and exercise science. I was working part-time through my uni at um, Virgin Active and then worked between Lee's Virgin Active and the one in London and I just I was there for quite a few years and I started personal training after full time after I left uni and just built up my business really quickly um because I'd been working at this club at the time Virgin Active for a few years already and I loved it I really did I took on everything I did the classes did the boot camps um I did the kids classes uh had lots of one-to-one clients um and did that for yeah many years and then everything's just sort of sort of evolved and taken shape and gone in a different direction in in time so I've never I've never actually worked a nine to five I've never worked in an office or had another sort of oh that's incredible in a way yeah fantastic because usually you hear about a lot of people that we'll do it to get out of the nine to five so that's amazing yeah, that no. never yeah, even went down that route so yeah. I know um things at some point shifted for you. And I know that because that's really the reason this book has come out and through your own journey, um, you've helped so many other people, but at what point did things start to shift for you? Like at what point did we go from this like exciting hustle and bustle, so much fun, high energy to like, okay, life has shifted. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I would say, so, you know, I actually, I loved what I was doing. I had 
brilliant clients and some of them are still friends of mine today and I think what shifted for me was in my 20s I could get away with you know working all hours of the day um, training like my own training we, we train over train quite hard myself um, and then go to train capoeira late in the evening um, and socialize and you know see friends and stuff but I got a, I could get away with that in my 20s mm. but then when I hit my third like as I got into my early 30s I started to get burnt out and I would be hitting the edge of burnout pretty often I never went fully into burnout because I knew enough that I could bring myself back but right. I just started to to feel that I couldn't keep up that intensity and that pace and a real pivotal point was I was trained in a lot of other holistic modalities. So as you know, massage and um, yoga and, and a few things. But I went to one of a, a turning point was when I went to train in a, a bodywork technique, which is um, it was called be activated techniques. It's very much linked to the stress we hold in our body and how that affects one, our posture, our, the alignment of our um, posture muscles and also how our emotional state affects how we're operating and and the impact the impact that has on the emotional state mm -hmm. so the muscles that are linked to the stress response particularly the the psoas muscle the diaphragm with breathing and the glutes when that's all shut down then there's poor movement function and I discovered that I had really, really good <laughs> compensation cheat patterns, but actually my nerve, my whole system was completely shut down. And after that weekend, I literally felt, I felt like I was drunk for a week as my, and I could feel my system going into a complete reboot that forced me wow. to really reevaluate the pace that I was living and the intensity and how um, I just wasn't able to sustain that anymore. Right. So was that part of like doing that course part of your journey back or did you take more courses? Like what did you, what really created that shift of well-being and moving forward? Yeah, it was a real pivotal point because it the, it was a real like um what the stress that you hold in in your system is it shows up in the body it shows up in the way how you think how you can make mm. decisions in you, clarity um and so i started working with that immediately on my clients and they were having in, incredible results as well not just in terms of their postural alignment but also like oh yeah I feel more present I feel more grounded I feel more in my body right. and so I started to tweak the way that I was working with my clients and emphasize the importance of that and the importance of, of breathing and releasing into the diaphragm and um and then there was there's I think from there it just it took me on a journey over years in that um it, I guess it was all organic. There was never like a right, right. <laughs> shut up point. So I, I then went another pivotal point was um, training with the Czech, Czech Institute in my holistic lifestyle coaching and just really understanding how all these factors come together. So of course, uh, nutrition, but sleep and repair and being versus doing and mm -hmm. um, how our lifestyle habits, our thoughts, our emotions um impact our physicality our phys the physical body and Absolutely. The of that and being able to bring bring that side and that side of the coaching in with my clients for a very he integrative holistic right. experience knowing um understanding the stress profile of somebody and whether they should actually be working out or not yeah um, another thing and so i think that took me on a journey um and it's so powerful i mean as because we started in the world of personal training and just the physical side of it um, and have moved on to more like ho the holistic side and how important that is. How do you find though that, because we think, oh, this is kind of the way people are living now, but it's not. A lot of people are still focused on the physical 
like aesthetic side of it. And this is a whole new world. Like I know as soon as you were talking about the the breathing and how it affects your emotions and your decisions and like this is really massive how to even to comprehend for a lot of people how did your clients um accept that were they willing did it just make sense or were some resistant mm. cuz i'm sure some people are listening they're like yeah yeah but i i still want to i'm fine i want to train and that that needs to come first yeah oh my gosh rosa it's um definitely it's been quite a journey because not everyone's going to like it's not going to be aligned with everyone for that that point in their time and i definitely came across that where some people were really open to it and then other people were resistant and then um and i yeah other people not interested at all um and so then it became and i and something i learned is that it's become a battle of um staying true to my own values Mm. and so and so over time as I've gone through this transition with all of the other things that I'm doing um organically people may fall away or and that's what happened so organically some of my clients are perhaps wanted to come and like let's you know just get on with let's just come on just push me hard in the gym and it was that wasn't aligned with me so I had to change my environment as well. The environment that I worked in was quite a hectic, busy, like a hectic, um, small sort of right. where mostly PTs would use the, use the facilities, but it had a really hectic energy in right. it. And I was like, well, actually, you know what? This isn't aligned with mm. my values of having like a holistic experience. I need to be in an environment that is more set up for that. So that oh I'm my goodness. I love this because it applies to your working environment. And even if someone's not a personal trainer, like what you're saying just applies to people. And um, for lack of a better word, we are going to talk about the times we're in because we, how can we not? But like yeah. sometimes being ahead of this curve, you do. And I mean, the curve that you're in as a, as a holistic trainer and try and, and helping people in other ways is that when you're ahead of it, people, sometimes people just don't see it. They don't believe it. They don't agree with it. And sometimes we can sound a little bit like crazy and out there. And I remember with this whole, the times we're in in COVID-19, because of having a sister-in-law in in South Korea, we were, we were ahead of it. So we started talking about social distancing, maybe only about four or five days earlier. And my husband shut down his, their um, studio early, a few days earlier. And we just sounded crazy to people. And now everyone's like, you know, you, they're, they're all in alignment and they get it and, and, and it makes sense and they're doing their part. But I, I just see that the same as what you're doing. I really believe that your book is like incredible timing because it's going to make a lot of sense to people and we will be speaking in this way. I think you've just been ahead of the curve yeah. a little bit. And so some people were on board right away because they saw it with you. Mm. Um can we talk about like why like why this book because even though you this way of being has really impacted your life and people that you're working with but what made you want to actually put it into a book because that's a whole mm-hmm. other that's a whole other level. Hmm. Yeah, do you know what I was I was reflecting on this. I think I think really one reason is is to put together everything that I knew um, and ever, all my experiences that I have been through to get to that place of feeling more grounded, feeling more resilient um, in a in a in a crazy world that we live right. in, in fast paced world. And I wanted to reach more people because there's only I can only tell so many people individually with when I was working with clients one to one, all of that information. But I actually, just thought, gosh, I'm, I'm repeating myself to, so, to just lots of individual <laughs> people with the right. same stuff. And maybe I can just put this all in a book as one resource Wonderful. for everyone to understand how to nourish their mind, body, and soul. Um, and the, the other reason is, is that in 20 years of working in, in health and well-being is I've noticed a monumental increase in the last 10 years of burnout, Mm-hmm. Um, anxiety, depression, autoimmune disease, chronic fatigue, adrenal fatigue, like every mm-hmm. other person than me. And the stats say that one in two people will um one in two people will get 
cancer. And I, mm. I write this yeah. in my book. I don't, ex- I don't accept that as I don't mm. accept that as okay. And and also epigenetics says that um, gene expression is. A, a, a gene that, a, like most um, diseases, there's only a small percentage that are actually genetic, and our gene expression is determined by our environment and lifestyle factors. And so, I really am passionate about helping people to take ownership of their health, to and to become responsible and to become empowered to be the driving for their own mm. driving force of, of their own health and I body fully- and well-being. I fully agree with everything you're saying. You're right. When we started, none of this was a conversation. Adrenal fatigue, the stress. I feel like, you know, when I think back to my clients, I feel like it was starting. Yes. I really feel like, because I, I, I noticed a shift in my clients and I, I did feel like it was starting, but we didn't have a name for it yet. And we didn't really know how to deal with it when it comes to the adrenal fatigue, the hormone imbalances, the stresses. Um, all of that. So it's interesting you say that. And I too have heard that statistic and it's, it's frightening if you're not equipped for it. Mm. Like you said, if it's all about gene expression and if you are equipped for it, I don't believe there's anything you need to be frightened Mm. of. We do have a lot more control than we realize. Let's talk about, um, the health topics in your book. Like what, who is this book for? What, what is it? really about because I think we're kind of talking a bit broad right now but let's be a little bit more specific like what what when someone opens your book what are they gonna learn oh well who's it for I'd say well at this point in time as the whole world is on standstill Mm. for everybody but um I agree (laughs) I mean it's called self-care for life in the city but you can be anywhere all of these principles will 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 uh, apply for anyone but um but it was mostly I guess targeted at people who are perhaps struggling in that in that that just the fast-paced world which as we're seeing now we're on this global pause mm. is not sustainable it's not healthy um and so I guess most perhaps people around um age 25 to 45 in their working life um can be professionals entrepreneurs um parents and I was really passionate about making sure that it's, it's including the men as well so it's, mm-hmm. it's a book that is 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 for men and women because there's many books right. out there that are just for the women but I work with a lot of male clients so I really I wanted to to be for both the men and and the women as right for what was your other question Amazing. what are some of the topics in your book that you cover Oh, um, well, it's split into three sections, mind, body, soul. And um, so from the mind, we talk about like your values and redefining success. Mm. So pivotal right now, I'd say. Yeah. So when it comes to values, that is something that's a place a lot of people don't start. But I believe it's the place to start because that's really going to be one what kind of what makes you stick to your goals to your plan to your to your bigger picture and yet so few people will start there that's yes. so powerful yeah. that you have that yeah yeah exactly value setting is just um you know that guides you on how you live your life and if you don't know if you don't know what they are or, or your definition of success for yourself then you kind of end up taking on other people's perhaps ideas of what they think your values should be or you or you just don't know it's like a compass trying to to walk a walk in the night with a with a compass that doesn't work and you have no idea where you're going I love that and yet it's so different to goal setting though isn't it because mm. so often, especially in this profession, right, of like personal training, and we always talked about like, what's your goal? Set your goals. But if you have your values first, that's such a more powerful place to then set your goals. Yeah. And it's, it's so much more life affirming as well, because goals is more external. So like, what am right. I like, perhaps usually outside of yourself, whereas your um, values are more internal internal principles that yeah, you that guide you how to live your life 
Amazing. Okay. So we've got values. What are some other topics in your, in your book that Um, people can expect? Yeah. Power of your thoughts, the power of your breath, um, food as nature intended. So I just Mm. talk about, there's so much conflicting information out there about do this diet or be on this diet or this diet. And, and, and it's so confusing. So, um, I've kind of put in one place like food just as nature intended, like what is the, like a food that is natural it is whole food not processed is yes. organic to the you know the best that you can do to be organic practices mm-hmm. and if you have having animal produce like is it conventionally farmed versus um, biodynamic or organically farmed um so just knowing and taking ownership of where's my food coming from is it the best quality that i i can afford for mm-hmm. myself right now and um making it really simplifying it as well and tuning into your own intuition of of eating what yes for you at that time you know yes and being okay with it to shift throughout your life and through different periods of your life as to what you're eating because I think sometimes we get so stuck in this is the way I eat and yet as you know when I was going through adrenal fatigue to how I'm feeling right now like I've had to shift you know portion sizes or timings or what whatever like I've had to shift things within my nutrition to suit the time that I'm in Mm. Mm. (laughs) um you were just talking about um well I want to let me rephrase that I want to go into the times that we're in and how this book is so relevant right now can we touch a little bit on that? Yeah, I mean, my subtitle is "How to Nourish," um, yeah, "How to Nourish Your Mind, Body, and Soul in a Fast-Paced World." Mm. And so, I think now, like never before, have we been on a global pause, mm. a global slowing down. And so, yeah, this is a time where many people are going to be faced with who am I? Who am I without my it may be out of work. Who am I without my job? Mm. Because a lot of people identify themselves with, with what they do or what their job title is, or perhaps their salary, you know, who am I without the going into the workplace or without bringing home the money? Um, am, am I doing what I enjoy? Some people may suddenly be in realizing that a lot of less a lot of stress is dropping off them as they're back home and not having to go in to work and rush around and eat on the go all the time and really be enjoying that and, and be and questioning can they sustain that fast pace so i think now is the book is great because it is not only does it ask those questions and i've it's it's a it's a it's a book that people can work with as well so there's lots of exercises in it that you can Ooh, I love that. write down and lots of tips of to basically increase your health bank I call it Powerful. And, but also health wise like now is a time to really be boosting health to really be boosting immunity physically um and so there's lots of there's information of that in there and just the foundations six foundational principles of health, which is water, um, food, movement, rest, breathing, and our thoughts. I love that you're talking about, that you're mentioning this with these times, because the opposite is pretty easy to go down that road as well. And by the opposite, I mean, it's so easy to turn on the Netflix, start Mm. to eat the junk food, um, go down that kind of social media or just overall media spiral, like that dark hole and really having that impact your psyche. So how does someone flip that switch if that's where they're at right now? Because I know a lot of people are there and, and in some ways that's okay. Like we've, we've never been given something this big Mm. to deal with on a global scale but Mm. what what can they do mentally right now to shift that and you know get your book and get something that will help them go further but how do they make that first decision to switch Mm. if that's where they are right now yeah and I think it's really important to feel everything that they're going through as well so not to dismiss it and go Mm -hmm. okay right what's my action what's my um 
how can I set up my future or straight away for in case this happens again? I think it's really important to be gentle with yourself, be kind with yourself mm -hmm. and actually to just be because most people have never just, just mm. being. We're yeah. always doing, 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 striving, achieving, pushing, but actually just being, that means just finding that stillness, that space, even if it's in a, in a warm bath. For me, yeah. being is being in a warm bath without my phone, just being in the warm bath. Um, mm. I recommend, first thing I would recommend is to not check your phone first thing in the morning. Yes. Get some time aside, just a few minutes, even feeling your feet on the ground when you get out of bed and take three breaths into the belly. Mm. Start with that. Immediately that was, will help to ground your energy and you're not faced with, especially right now, the news is very fear evoking. Mm -hmm. So you're not faced with those, those feet, those are uh, all the news stories are, are feeding the fear and anxiety. So yes. first of all, just start, just start with, don't check your phone first thing and take a few minutes, uh, three breaths before you get out of bed. I love that you said that. And I love that you said, um, feel it because I remember even in the first week, cause now we're kind of into, we just finished our third week, I think of this time in, indoors. Yeah. Um, I remember in the first week as, as well, I could feel myself resisting wanting to cry and I remember thinking, I don't even know why I want to cry, but I just wanted to cry. And I was really holding it back. And then I was like, no, I'm just going to feel this. Like, it's okay. And you know what? I just cried and cried and cried. And I felt so good. And you're right. Like, just allow it. It doesn't mean that you're going down a spiral. It doesn't mean you're in a bad place. It doesn't mean, you know, because I think sometimes when we're in this world of like personal growth and personal development, that it kind of gives the impression that you always have to be on top and be the one that's inspiring and be this and be that. And you don't like mm. feeling, I just feel like in feeling my emotions, it really allows other people to be okay with feeling their, those theirs. And it's kind of scary because we don't allow ourselves to feel all levels of emotion. Mm. And yet I do, I think that's the biggest thing I've taken out of this is that I can still grow and learn in this time and, and, possibly come out stronger in many ways and but that also means feeling it definitely definitely and it's and as you know if you're in I always say if you are on the journey of personal growth and development the journey never ends people have to right. think like oh, I've done so much like I shouldn't feel like this is like <laughs> not because when as soon as you think that right. something's going to come in and hit your ass That's <laughs> just right. to, trigger more and more yes. because all of those things are there for our further growth and transformation so um yeah feeling it is really important and just moving it through and i think what is being also felt collectively there's been so many things i mean i definitely felt that anxiety and the fear at the start mm. I was like oh my gosh like what if you know i suddenly all my clients just just yes stop um because the gym closed even though i don't do much at the gym at all but the gym closed um and there was this like oh shit <laughs> um and then there's definitely so many feelings of fear and anxiety but being able to move that through with the practices a lot of that are in the book like meditation and breathing and and honoring what you feel because yes. you're not trying to dismiss it um and what else was I going to say with that? I had something I was going to say with feeling it. Um, yeah, just to to be with it. And, and I think, yeah, collectively now, I think a lot of a lot of people might be going into a grieving period. So mm. we, they, some people are going to be grieving loved ones that they've lost. But there's a feeling of grief as well of um, that things may never be back to how they were or yes. the grief of the old life. Yeah. What, has, what has had to fall away even the old identities yeah. so i think that is also going on a, a collective um consciousness i was thinking about that as well and what i what i kind of told myself that has made me feel a little bit better about it is that it is grief but sometimes we close chapters that need to be closed mm. 
and we still cry about it and we still grieve it, yeah. even though we know that we're going on to something better. Yes. So even closing a chapter that wasn't good for us, whether it was a relationship or that's usually the easiest thing to, to kind of envision, but you know that it wasn't good for you. You know that you need to leave it behind, but you still grieve it. Mm. And so it doesn't mean that we're grieving things that were necessarily good. You want to hold on to. Yeah. To hold on to. So yeah. but it's okay to still grieve that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the grief is also sometimes, even if we, we're in something that isn't, that we know aren't, isn't serving us anymore, maybe whether it's, it's a relationship or a job or mm-hmm. there is some comfort in that because it's familiar. Yeah. And so sometimes it is also that grief of the, the space that you're opening and the unknown because, and I talk about this in the, in the book as well. I'll, I'll, that's the excerpts I'm going to read is, yeah. is about the art of letting go and actually as human beings, by nature, we are control freaks because we want to keep mm. ourselves safe. Safety and survival is our primal um, yes. survival response. It's the reptilian brain is to survive, is to be safe. And so that means we need to, the need to control our external yes. environment yes. and circumstances. Unless we can come more and more back into alignment of who we are, and that's why it's so important to get clear of values and just align my nourish your mind body and soul Mm. um but actually it's creating from the unknown space is where manifestation occurs because otherwise it's it's going into the i don't know what i don't know until you allow the art of allowing Oh, I love how deep we're going with this because I never, like, I didn't expect us to be talking about grief and our identity and all of that in in this episode, but I love it so much because this is really the heart of it all. And um, I remember when I went through my mold toxicity and that whole journey of rock bottom and saying to my husband one day, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know who I am. I don't know if I'm in the right place, I just, I didn't know anything. And then I remember I just had this like wave come over me and I was like, and it's okay for once in my life, I'm going to be okay knowing that I don't know the next step. And I was in that space for quite a while. And I remember as my health came back, as I, cause then that was my focus was just my own health and well-being on on all levels you know not just physical but all levels and i remember the moment i felt creative again and we were talking about this before but yeah, yeah this yeah. podcast for example being cre- thinking i wanted to do it and and really like knowing i wanted to do it and feeling creative and excited again and that's when i knew my health was coming back and that i was you know i, I was getting back on on the path, but I had to be okay with the not knowing. Yes. And it's scary. It's the then it's great. Thing. Then it's kind of comforting. It was kind of took the pressure off. And I was like, well, it's liberating actually, it but was. it's a hard thing to do. It, and it's something oh. I've had to get and it's still a practice because it's, it's because yeah, letting go of that uncertainty and, and, and being in that space where it's just being, especially as us, as, yeah. as, as women, if you're quite like always, you know, striving or like mm-hmm. rating and doing to, that can be a bit scary to be in that space of, I don't know, and just Absolutely. be, but then when you can go, you know what, I don't know. And it's okay to not know right now. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't control the outcomes it's actually quite, it's a really liberating space to be. And we can take that into all areas of our life in our, in our relationship. Yeah. We promise that we're going to be with that person forever and ever. And, and we might, maybe not. So it's, it's, it's yeah. Letting go of, of certainty is very freeing. Oh, I love this so much. Um, we, this is maybe a little bit off track, but one thing I've already seen is, People are like, oh, I'm home now. So I'm going to work out three times in the day and I'm going to really go for it. <laughs> like, I know right now, like I've kind of upped my workouts too, but in, in the second and third week, in the first week, I didn't touch working out at all. I just would get out, go out for walks. Um, that comes a lot from my experience of already going through kind of 
I mean, there's nothing similar to COVID-19, but, you know, just going through, through trauma and that kind of thing and understanding, what do you say to people that are like really amping their workouts right now? And I know that this was a thing for you where you had to really pull back on your working out and how did you like psychologically get through that and understand that that's what you needed? And at what point do you know, okay, it's time. It's okay to now get back into it. I can push myself a little bit more. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm happy to share some of my personal experience. And and this is why it's it's so important to just get aligned mind, mind, body, and soul. So you can intuit intuit it and, and get back to the nature, which is the ancient wisdom that is within us, our innate intelligence that tells you, okay, today is I have the I have energy and reserves to train at a high intensity or actually right now I feel like all I should do is something quite restorative or go for a walk and mm-hmm. um, so for myself as we we're talking about through my 20s and early 30s um, being able to work at a, a high capacity with people at any time of day mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and then training quite hard myself doing a lot of strength stuff with the kettlebells uh, and I you know I liked I enjoyed it mm-hmm. but there came a time I think it was when I was 34 and I was um, flat hunting I had I saved money to put deposit on a place which was amazing um, but I didn't know where I could I could stay I didn't know where I would be able to afford to live because prices in London are crazy and you know, I saw some real dives Rosa I saw some real dives and I was like oh my gosh um and it was very stressful and I I was hopping I moved three times in one year because I didn't want to I go into a rental contract and save my hard-earned money throw my hard-earned money into someone's rent so I was kind of staying with people for like a few months at a time. I'd never know where I could go next. I saw places they kept falling through. I was like, oh my gosh, like where am I going to go next? Because I've only got a couple of months left here. And um, at the same time, I was holding, yeah, again, working early hours, coming back late, um, being the strong one like yeah I'm all okay then trying to do my own training my body started to give me signs I kept getting twinges in my back doing kettlebell Ooh. stuff I've been doing as you know kettlebell stuff for at that time you know 10 years yeah so we know but, your technique was spot on this is <laughs> unusual for me mm. yeah I've never really had this before so I'd back off mm. maybe try again the, the next day it happened quite a few times right um and then I was in a, I did like a Spartan race. <laughs> it's like an obstacle race. Love it. You were smashing it. <laughs> yeah, right. Learned my lesson. Um, 5K. And I remember I did, I did tire flips and I felt my back just like, mm. I can't explain, just went. And a stubborn old me, I thought, do you know what? I'll just finish it, but I'll take my time. I'm not going to push myself too hard. I did finish it. And the next hour was in agony. Mm. Um, it was like I had a knife in my back. I couldn't get out of bed. Wow. Um, struggled to go to the toilet. And that I'd have agonizing episodes for about 18 months. And so this was a point I took, I learned my lesson hard. But um, as I'm still four or five years later, it's still not quite the same. It's never been the same. It's a lot better now. I don't have the agonizing pain, but it's not the same. Mm. And um that was a point where I should not have been working out I should only have been what I um well Paul Czech one of my teachers says Mm. working in which is about you know I didn't have the energy to expend out in order for the body to repair and reap the rewards of working out and so I should have been working in which is about cultivating your energy and your life force that can go to all of your organs and your glands and you you hit more into the digest rest and heal part of the pathway of the nervous system rather than the kind of get up and go muscle contraction stress hormones like so I was just kept breaking down my body and I didn't have the reserves for it to build itself back up and so I I I learned that big time Um, I love that I know for me I just started thinking of resting as my training like mentally I was like 
this, this is my training. It's not like I'm off. It's not like I'm being lazy. Like this is my training right now. And just like mentally helped me. I don't know if that will help someone else to think of it. I I love that actually. And I think what I've noticed, um, so I work with a lot of women as well. Coaching is that a lot of women struggle with permission to rest. Mm, Absolutely. Permission. We think we have to keep going, keep going. We're not enough. That's right. Not not good enough until we do more. Mm, and that's so screwing true. us over. Absolutely. I remember the guilt I used to feel for taking naps because if you've got adrenal fatigue, napping is a big part of what you need to do to get over it. And the guilt I would feel of like, the wasted time. And yet it wasn't wasted time. Like it was the most healing, amazing time and I needed it. And, and to know, you know, I remember one day thinking this won't be forever. I'm not going to be napping forever. It's just part of what I need to do right now. But gosh, to get to that point of acceptance, like, Ooh, you're right. And it is about, I'm not, am I enough? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? When you come and, and also that what, you know, is drilled into us through society and the pace that everyone was living, especially in the city. It's like, do more, push, get to the next thing. I've I've accomplished something. What's next? What's next? People are constantly chasing, even on social media. How many likes? What can I do next? Totally. We don't even stop to enjoy where we are. What post? Exactly. And so that's been a real learning as well is I, I love, I have like a whole restorative, like, well, yeah, routine. Like when I was going to infrared saunas when my the yoga studio was open, but it's not now. <laughs> so that's part of my values. Like part of my physical values and mental value, mental health values is like Epsom salt bath like three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation. So now I have these as rituals, and that's really ingrained. How do you take it? Because I know maybe your listeners going okay. I need to meditate. I need to take warm baths. I need to drink water. I need to nap. I need to like, you know, how, how do you keep, cause sometimes like this whole like self care in itself can feel like, how do I fit this all in? So I like talking about rituals cause all that, even that word made me feel more calm about it. So how, how do you recommend that people actually start to implement this in a way that is not going to feel like it's one more thing that they're adding to their plate? Cause that's totally the opposite of what we want to create yeah. for them. Definitely. I think that's such a good point to, to um, raise up Rosa because I, I found myself getting caught with that um, about uh, this time last year where I suddenly had like, I was doing a coaching mentorship um, program with a coach and then I had my own stuff as well. And then I also had done transformational breath training. And suddenly I was like, had all these things to do in the morning. It was like, and what I found was that it wasn't integrating. I was just doing the mm. things. Like I've got to listen to the meditation and I've got to do this and I've got to yes. do this visualization. <laughs> and then I'm going to do my scripting out. Oh, and then I've got to do my gratitudes. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I've got to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> and it creates more overwhelm. And I thought... So I was like, actually, there's beauty in just integration, which is yes. just doing nothing. I'd That's say just pick, pick one thing. Pick the one thing that resonates with you most. Yes. Pick one thing. Have a morning ritual. Um, if, if you don't have one, just pick one thing. I love and that. I write that in my book, actually, at the end, the morning ritual on how to start and not to do everything. Yes. Just pick the one thing that resonates with you right now at this moment. And then in oh. time, you can either build it up or rotate them. I have a few things, but I rotate them depending on what I feel like that morning. Yes. And oh my gosh, I love, I love this so much. I I just want to add to it as well. Like, and do it, know that however you're doing it is okay. It's more about the feeling that you're getting from it. Cause I've got people who are always like, Rosa, are you meditating? You don't meditate enough. And I'm like, whoa, like, my wow. meditation. Oh yeah. No, I have a few people <laughs> who do that. And they're constantly sending me meditation things. And I'm like, meditation I have my, I have my way of meditating. You know, my meditation for me is when I'm on my walk and I really yeah. have this ability to like look at nature and, and it comes from an aunt and uncle that I spent a lot of time with, like, like looking at a tree and like really 
just feeling such gratitude and beauty for it and really like looking at it deeply. And I just, I like that for me is my meditation. Yeah. Right now I can't sit for 20, 30 minutes and, and meditate. It's not my, it's not my style, but it doesn't mean I'm not doing it. And I just want to give people permission that all these practices, it's about however you're doing them is okay. If they're making you feel calmer, better, more in tune with yourself. Exactly. And meditation is, is, is for me, I really struggled with meditation. Um, for a long time until I got into it. Now I, I love it, but so I also switched my days where it's like a walk in nature. I love, like you said, I was, I was in a walk earlier actually in the park and I was just like looking at this swan. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And I'm like, Oh, there's such beauty in watching nature. And, and it is, I mean, going straight to meditation for someone who hasn't learned anything, any, any of this before, if it's new, going straight to meditation is going to be too much, mm-hmm. too much. So for a lot of people, so actually just having some, a step might be a walking meditation yeah. or the work in exercises, which is still movement, but it's slower and it's meditative. So you have to work well. When I work with, with um, my clients, it's working individually what is bespoke for them, what is resonating most with with them and yeah, not beating yourself up about it, just feeling (sighs) you and I could talk about this forever. I could talk about this. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I just kind of want to get into speaking to our health professionals out there, our entrepreneurs out there. Um, What would you say to someone who is in this health industry possibly, or just self-employed and you know, they're feeling the burnout themselves. What advice would you, would you give them? Yeah, that's really, it's really important, isn't it? There's so many, it's very prevalent in the, in fitness and personal training, how many people are actually burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I've anyway. Yeah, a lot. Um, teaching classes and stuff. It's a, it's a toughie. I think, Mine would be is to work with less people mm. and raise your rates. You have yes, to be able thanks to for saying that. Yeah, you have to honor. You know, the biggest thing is your time and energy are the most valuable commodities. Mm. You can never get your time back. And so, how choose how you use it wisely, and that means that there needs to be an, an equal energy exchange for the the time and energy that you're you're putting in. Yeah. as well oh an, an, equal, an equal exchange mm-hmm. um so work with less people um raise your rates and also um that enables you to give back more it enables you to be more present with your clients um it's very hard to be, be present if you're seeing six <laughs> seven more people plus people a day um i I I just I'm so happy you talked about that about raising your rates especially and working with less people cuz I remember whenever I'd go to raise my rates and I I was like my rates were higher than most but every time I'd go to raise it I'd feel nervous and scared yeah. about it <laughs> and just didn't feel good about it and then I remember the first time I would be paid that higher rate how good that felt and how aligned that felt and how I felt it was just like that worthiness and it was like you know this this I should have been doing this a lot sooner than what I did and so the feeling of it was actually a lot better and a lot greater than the fear of doing it yeah and I think so many times people are afraid to raise those rates but what you have is a major value and you know, Francesca, there's no other Francesca, there's no other Rosa, there's no other whoever is listening to this. So there's never too many people. People will be attracted to you and what Definitely. what your energy is. Like your clients are going to be different to mine and there's enough room out there for everyone. So I, I just love that you speak to that, especially, I don't want to say it, but it's true, especially as women. Mm, to really charge yeah. our worth. Yes, because you know, there's always that pattern of I'm uh, not enough, you know, because that's what's fed to us through media, through advertising, through use this cream, use this pill, you lose weight, get into your bikini. There is a subliminal messaging to women all the time you are not enough, you need this, you need to, yes. you know, 
inject yourself with Botox or whatever to look younger. So, yeah, I think it's really important. And what I noticed with myself, it isn't always the easy conversation and I still get nervous, but when I, now I work with less people and raise my rates, I could work at a much, what I found was the people I attracted Mm. and worked at a much deeper level. They were getting deeper transformations, Mm. profound, like, yeah, transformations. And also I wasn't exhausted as depleted because I was receiving back more. Right equality for my energy exchange and it's just an exchange exactly what i always say that money is just an exchange we give it way too much power <laughs> like yeah 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 it was really interesting Ooh, oh um, my gosh so that's what okay. i would i would say what would what advice would you give to someone who feels like they've got a book in them or a project or an online program like i know you had this book in you you probably had this book in you for a while like but the reality like so many people say oh i want to do this but yeah you go from like wanting to do it to actually doing it yeah I had actually had the vision about five years ago when I remember the vision came to me and I was like I want to I'm gonna I want to do a book one day and it's gonna be like I, I was already feeling that health isn't just physical it's like you know everything it's lifestyle it's nutrition it's our mindset it's um like everything of how we feel our emotions so I knew I wanted to bring something like that all together where it wasn't, I was falling out of love of fitness. Right. I was falling out of love with it. I was like, I don't want it to be about, I want it to be everything else around mm-hmm. fitness, like self-love and all of these things. So I had the vision, but I didn't do anything about it. And then my, my sister has a um, self-publishing company. In fact, I had that vision before she set up her company. Um, oh, no way. Love yeah, this. yeah, and so she set up her company, and because she wrote a book. Um, yeah, tell us about your sister and her name and all of that. Yeah, her, my sister Daniela Blechner, and her company is Conscious Dreams Publishing. So she works with people who have a story to empower or inspire other people. So a lot of self development books she's published. Um, so. The funny thing is we actually did an exchange one Christmas where she was like, you can come on my power of the story workshop and can you do some health coaching with me? I want to, you know, really kind of get off my health this year. I was like, okay. And I was like, do I have to have an actual written idea for the workshop? Because we'll have an idea, but you know, we're going to go through that. So all right. I was like, okay, this is real. I'm going to have to do it. Um, So I I did the workshop and it was amazing because what, that helped me to get clearer on the vision, but also how to structure it. So that's what I would say if someone's looking to write a book is to like write your index first. Right. Um, Sorry, the contents. So I knew it was going to be split into three sections, mind, body, soul. And then I just started to write the topics under each of those sections. So get the structure, write the blurb, what would be on the back cover. And then you can start to write. Otherwise I was like, I don't know where, I don't know where to start. Right. Yeah, she was amazing. She's guided me the whole way through. And once I started writing, it just, it just flowed out of me. And, um, and then they kind of really take charge of the whole publishing process. And as self published it, you have a lot more, um, autonomy or the process of what you, what the book is about than the published route. Beautiful. Oh, incredible. So I would just say anyone out there, just go for it absolutely go for it yeah definitely now's the time we need to hear your stories people want to hear people like to read you know people's experiences these days and what's that quote um, your someone's story can unlock someone else's do you know the quote oh i don't know person's story can unlock someone else's i'm gonna have to find it and put it in the show notes Someone else is like, you know, if someone's like in a tough situation or in despair or whatever, or doesn't know where yeah. to go next, like that your story can help them to unlock that. That's the point. Yeah. Unlock their pain, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. Dramatic. Let's make our own. Oh. <laughs> so people need, I'm, I need to ask you the two questions that I ask everyone on the podcast, but before yeah. I do that, I want to know how do people get this book and I'll put everything in the show notes, but you let us know how can they get the book and how can they connect with you? 
um, they can get the book. It is on my website, www.holisticbodylife.com. That's holistic with a W. Um, my Instagram is the same, Holistic Body Life. And they can also get the book on Amazon, Self Care for Life in the City. Oh, and I think many other outlets too. It's on, it's on Kindle as well, and they'll distribute globally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm most active on my Instagram website and I have a Facebook page. I might, I'm setting up a Facebook group actually for self-care for life in the city. So I'm in the process of that. Awesome. So you'll, will you advertise that on your site or on your Instagram? It's on my site actually on my website. Beautiful. Okay. These questions, these last two questions are the questions that I ask everyone. (laughs) So can you remember a moment when someone said something or it can even be something you read that it changed everything for you? I've got two. Is that okay? Yes, please. (laughs) I love moments like this. That's what this whole podcast is about. Uh, Yeah. So so the first one, I don't know who said it, but it's it's kind of a quote you've probably heard, um, is, are you living to work or working to live? Mm. And I remember at a time I was working for another, like a club, fitness club in London, paying... Uh, a lot of rent there yeah I was paying extortionate rent there double, <laughs> double the rent that I was paying on my flat that I was really? sharing with my friend so I was paying rent there um and I was paying rent at on my flat um plus the bills and stuff and I had quite a full practice of clients and I remember I went on holiday um went up to Thailand with my friends and I remember, I think the first like day I didn't even get out. I've just slept. I realized how tired I was. And I was like, I, I was like, what's the point? Like I'm yeah. working so hard. Yeah. I'm coming on holiday. I'm going to be broke after the holiday because I'm still paying all this rent. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even able to really like, I should be able to go on holiday. I'm not enjoying this holiday. Like I'm working to, I'm living to work. Yeah. Like, I never want to do that again. I want to work to live. Yeah. So that was a real turning oh, point. When I came back, I was like, I must, I have, I'm fine. I have to find a plan B, which I did shortly afterwards. Love it. And oh I, my gosh. I went for independent. Yes. And what was the other one? Oh, I could totally the other one. The other one was what's in the body is in the mind and what's in the mind is in the body. And that was um, on my bodywork training with Douglas Hill, when I when I said that my nerve, I felt like my whole system went into a reboot, and I felt yeah. really um, drunk for a week. Yeah. So it was a fatigue that was just coming out of my system that I I didn't I hadn't felt I didn't know I didn't feel it because I was just go go go. Right. So the fatigue was just like come literally coming out of my system and forced me into a to 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 just rest and slow down and that was like wow it's true it's always a perfect mirror incredible okay what does living by design mean to you oh yeah i love that one living by design i means defining success on your terms what does that mean for you so defining success Mm -hmm. on your terms and redefining rather um and really getting clear on on what your values are so that Mm. you can live a life that is aligned with your values and your dreams and i think if if we start there which is in Mm. the start of my book redefining success for yourself not what your mother not what your parents or your teachers or society think yes what we're presented with but for yourself get clear on your values then you can begin to align your life. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Okay, so we're coming to an end, Francesca, but we did talk about this and that's that I would love for you to see us out by reading, uh, we were laughing so hard because we can't say this word, excerpt. Excerpt. (laughs) Oh yes. Why don't you read that as a way to and this mm. podcast that I've enjoyed oh, so I much. Okay, so I'm going to read the topic, which is the art of letting go. As human beings, we are control freaks. We like to be in control because it keeps us safe. 
However, it keeps us small too. To live a truly full and expansive life, there has to be an element of surrender to the unknown. As a self-proclaimed perfectionist, that does not come easily to me. <laughs> when I have let go of pushing, striving and controlling outcomes, I have experienced some of the most magical manifestations of life unfolding. It's one of the hardest things to do, but also the most liberating, and it's an ongoing work in progress for me. Letting go is hard, but sometimes holding on is harder. Nothing is certain in life. We will lose people we love, people will die, we may have our hearts broken, jobs may not last forever. We will get hurt, relationships may break down. There is one thing for certain for all of us, we will pass on from our physical bodies. Be in the now, celebrate life, stop holding on to the past, let go of certainty and embrace the magic of life that awaits you. I've worked with clients who are stuck in jobs they hated but stayed for the security, the fear of the unknown being too much for them. Yet they could be made redundant or have their job cut at any time in the future. Look what happened to the entire financial system in 2007. Nothing is guaranteed. Life is constantly moving and unfolding and so are you. Let go, surrender and allow yourself to bring more flow and magic into your life. To truly let go is to become detached from the outcome. Let go of what was, accept what is and surrender to what will be. Depression is living in the past and anxiety fearing the future. As neuroscientist Dr. Joe Dispenza beautifully puts it, you create your future from the unpredictable, i.e. the unknown. Oh, so beautiful. Francesca, thank you so much for your knowledge, for your caring, and for your time with us today. Oh, I've loved it. Thank you so much. It's been amazing to, to connect. And um, yeah, I can't wait to- we'll catch up soon. Yeah. Bye. All right, darling. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.